Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks for joining us for another show of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. So thankful to all of you for joining us, however you find this show, however you've discovered it. Thank you again for finding it, and thank you for listening for another great week of programming. I have a great guest for you today. And only because I have known this individual, uh, I, you know, I got to ask how long, I'll ask it when we start the interview here, how long I've known uh, my guest, but we've actually known each other. We actually work within the same building, just as a full disclaimer. My next guest has over 20 years of experience in the accounting profession, specializing in providing customized tax, accounting, CFO, and consulting services, and solutions for businesses, startups, venture-backed companies, estate and trusts, and high net worth individuals. And I can claim that I've seen many of those type of clients come and walk through his doors. Uh, <laughs> he is the founder and CEO of Foresight Financial CPA, Jason Brown, here on Plum Business. Thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. So we've known each other since we've uh, just a lot of different um, facilities we worked at and a lot of our networking. And I think I've mm-hmm. known you probably since, what, 2014, 2015, I want to guess? Yeah, I would say 2014 is when I moved in the in the building, and you were already there. And per, before, so yes. So when you came into the space, you had not. Correct me if I'm wrong. You had not entered into the cannabis space, and we and our cannabis radio wasn't even a station at that point. It was just in its infancy at that point. So you've been in, now in the cannabis industry with tax and CFO services for dispensaries, growers technology, CBD, and PEO companies across the U.S. You have an extensive knowledge in 280E, which we'll talk about a little bit later on the program. So you understand unique challenges for the cannabis industry. But more importantly, you took on mainstream clients. I don't know what sectors you were specifically in, but you came into cannabis. And now you're taking on clients in the sector. You've been doing that for a while now. Talk to me about the new direction and what made you decide to go this direction. Um, well, I've always, you know, been a fan of cannabis, so that that was a, a big part of it. But um, you know, once companies start, once cannabis became legal in states, and we started seeing this as a growing business, it just naturally became an opportunity for us. And I don't know if I necessarily at first even pursued cannabis. I just um, opportunities were presented to myself, um, whether it was 
One of the big ones was a company I worked with in our same building that was a cannabis exchange. Um, so it was more of a technology-based type company, but that was when I first really started working with cannabis. And then after that, I started getting involved with um, some other different types of companies in the cannabis industry. And I really took to it. I really enjoyed working with it. There were very unique challenges. And I really saw that this was an industry that I could help a lot of people in. And it's grown from there. And since then, I've gotten involved in different um, groups um, that we've worked with, like C-Lab, for example, and I've gotten to know more people in the space, and the space has just continued to grow, and it's grown from there. Now, one thing, I know the company you're talking about in particular that was at Cannabis Exchange, without giving mm -hmm. names, one thing mm -hmm. is you were obviously, you were witness to see a lot of investors making their way into the cannabis space. So uh, is it really just a matter of just, you just felt like when you learned about this and this initial client that came on board, when you saw them and the investments that are coming in, did you just feel like there was a need that there would need to be some kind of management because there was all this money that was just being brought into the space and so much being brought in, but not being well managed and handled? Yeah, and that, that's exactly it. And, you know, because of the fact that cannabis is still not legal for federal purposes, um, banks, we have a lot of issues with. Um, with that one company I work with in particular, we must have gone in a period of three years through about six or seven bank accounts. So, um, wow. you know, there's we constantly were getting shut down. Um, you always had to use cash. You had to be careful with the, how the checks were written. So there was definitely unique challenges that we haven't seen in other spaces. So I definitely felt like there was a, a place where we can help out clients and give them the, the type of services that they need to, you know, be successful and to deal with these challenges. So let's go ahead and give it a little more of a world, wide world view of where we are with accounting today. I'm going to mm -hmm. take from accountingtoday.com uh, the story, the preface this quote, faced with an absence of large accounting firms in the high growth complex space, Cannabis companies must adapt their financial practices to keep up with an increasingly competitive landscape and ultimately stay in business. Those who fail to remain in compliance with strict state and federal regulations will find themselves at risk of steep penalties or even shutdown, potentially costing investors hundreds of thousands of dollars. These factors create an enormous need for CPAs who are excited about entering a fast-growing and intricate niche, which consists of farming, chemical manufacturing, food production, and retail. Equipped with a specialized skill set and sophisticated financial knowledge, CPAs have the opportunity to enter a burgeoning market, projected to reach an economic impact of $70 billion in the U.S. by 2021, where they can access a new realm of clients in dire need of their help, not to mention a substantial new source of revenue for their firms. So there's the argument, obviously, of why you're in the space. Uh, mm -hmm. But what I want to talk more about is the challenges you've dealt with right now with managing clients because of all this money coming in, the fact of being able to make money throughout this pandemic. Obviously, your model has had to change a little bit as well. I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know if you're working from the office or been working remotely, how much that's changed, communicating with staff. Talk to me about the challenges you've had. Um, the pandemic? Yes. Essentially? Yeah, so... Um it's been it's certainly been a challenge we had an office just like most people where all my staff would come in and we would meet in person and we decided you know once this pandemic really you know around march 15th around that time um, we closed our office and had everyone working from home and we use technology like zoom like we're using now to have meetings um, our company is a cloud-based company so all our software and all our files are on the cloud and they're backed up and we can essentially take a laptop anywhere where there's internet and access our network and be able to work. So it's we've had challenges, but it's actually gone very smoothly and very well. And and um, 
business has actually been pretty well. So um, we can't complain on that end. Obviously, a lot of people know that the IRS and SBA was giving out these uh, PPP loans, the Payroll Protection Program and the EIDL loans. So we've been helping clients apply for those, getting a lot of our clients money that they needed to survive in this very hard time. So between that and, and normal accounting and tax work, we've been able to stay busy and do well. And with technology, it's managed to be all right. And the other benefits are I get to see my wife and kids more since we're oh, yeah. all at the house. So. You know, obviously we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible and, you know, save lives and have people go back to normal. But it all in all, there has been some, you know, nice parts about that. At least well, I bet you're not having to burn yeah. so many hours in the office because I know you spend a lot of time in the office. So I yes. can attest to that, too. Uh, and, you know, obviously the fact you're cloud based and, you know, you have a really good net team, uh, which I've gotten a chance to go ahead and uh, communicate with. You've helped me out with the consulting. Your team's helped me out in tax mm-hmm. preparation and things like that. And I'm very grateful for all of that. But I want to ask also now, expand on the fact of the scope of not just accounting firms like yours, but the size of the accounting firms that are involved. I want to bring up this story from Chicago Sun-Times, quote, when the operators of Illinois marijuana Medical marijuana businesses were given first crack at growing and selling recreational cannabis in the state. Everybody was looking to break into the industry. Now, let me go ahead and escape down to KPMG, a big four accounting firm I'm sure you're familiar with, based in the Netherlands with nearly sure. $30 billion in revenues last year. They were awarded nearly $7 million in no-bid contracts to grade applications for no recreational licenses, according to records obtained by the Chicago Sun-Times. They're getting nearly $4.2 million through a contract with the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation overseeing dispensaries, and they're getting $2.5 million from the Department mm-hmm. of Agriculture tasked with regulating cultivation and other cannabis businesses. So the payments are now more than 12% of the state's $52.8 million in cannabis tax revenues during just the first six months of recreational legalization. That's incredible. How much right. is it like, really talk to me about the kind of money that is in it for accountants like yourself to take on clients and jumping into this business? I mean, obviously, it's a it's a cash cow. Well, it certainly is. I mean, the industry is booming. And during the pandemic, you know, more people are at home probably consuming more cannabis. So the business has been booming even more. Now, KPMG, they're, I think they're the biggest um accounting firm in the world. They're a multi-billion international tax firm and they provide a lot of type of consulting. So, you know, some of the, um, you know, things that they've been able to do, you know, your standard smaller firm won't have, you know, won't be doing those same types of services. However, there is tremendous need, you know, for accountants, attorneys, and other professionals in this space for many reasons. Um, Number one, um, there's you have to have your books and records in excellent order so we're we provide accounting cfo gap-based financial services to our clients because you have to make sure you have your books in tight order um i've read reports recently that the irs has seen that hundreds of millions of unpaid taxes are out there from cannabis companies so they're already going to step up um, auditing these companies so you have to make sure that you're on top of your game or you're going to end up getting hit with some really big Um, some really big penalties and fees, or you can get shut down. Also, you do have states that you have to pay excise taxes, you have to pay sales taxes, there's other taxes, you have to make sure you report everything. So, you know, this industry is very highly regulated. So if you've got sloppy books and records, your accounting isn't tied out, you're not maintaining your inventory, it it can certainly lead to disaster. 
And also um, 280E, we'll talk about, yes. I know we'll talk about more, but that's that's a huge issue. And if you're not properly prepared to do what you can to deal with 280E and um, you know the effects of it, then you can end up in a situation where you have a huge tax bill that you can't even afford to pay. And then that can lead to you end up having to shut your company down as well. I want to bring this point across because we're going to go into a commercial break, Jason, but what sure. I want to make a point of as well is that on Blunt Business, we've had a lot of guests on that have offered point-of-sale service, they've offered marketing services, software as a service, uh, enterprise management software. And uh, don't get me wrong, uh, uh, though I have loved that uh, the, the discussions we've had on what it, it means to go ahead and create compliance and the various states that have their various levels of compliance, the metrics that are necessary in order to go and keep everything above level. But the one thing is, is to also bring up the other side of taking the traditional route and having an accountant come in and help to manage these services. Because obviously, I think it's just a matter of if you have somebody else that can handle your books, when you're putting that much money in, you have to ask yourself, at what point is it too much for you to handle that you need to rely on professional help? Just like anything else. So if you have a portfolio in your stock market or if you have any kind of legal help, I mean, at what point do you feel like there's a level that you say, okay, this is too much for me to handle? I'm not going to bring somebody. I just need to get go ahead and bring somebody in to the fold that's going to understand the business and Bill can help me out. And we're going to talk about that. But more importantly, you mentioned 280. We've already talked about it a couple of times. And it's not been enough that we've talked about it enough here on this program and other programs on Cannabis Radio. It's really because we're waiting for a precedent to really make a change in 280E. Well, there is a court case in particular we're going to talk about after the break that really talks to the core of 280E and how that might be changed. We'll talk about that coming up with Jason Brown, founder and CEO of Foresight Financial CPA, uh, based in South Florida. We'll be back with more questions after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with Jason Brown, founder and CEO of Foresight Financial CPA. Uh, and the website, for those of you who want to go and take a look at the services offered, Foresight, F-O-R-E, site, S-I-G-H-T, C-P-A-S.com. Make sure to go and take a look at that as we go into a discussion on 28E. And trust me, for those of you that are just thinking, what are we talking about here? I know accounting is not the most amazing, like over the top, but I'm telling you, there's so much information here and so important for you to listen to this, this next section here, or what we're going to talk about when it comes to internal revenue code, uh, section 280E. So let's go ahead and talk about this now. You're again, you have extensive knowledge with this internal revenue code, section 280E. Please Google it if you don't know what it is already. But again, the most notable court case that could change the precedent of the code is against Harborside, based in Oakland, California. The D'Angelo's, you know, Steve and Andrew D'Angelo, we've had on our network numerous times. In 2018, uh, the U.S. tax court ruled Harborside was liable for $11 million in illegal deductions. Now, Section 280 disallows deductions and credits for income gained from the sale of illegal controlled substances that the cannabis is not only legal in California and other 10 other states, but also had official government sanction at the state level, had no bearing on the matter. Now, Harborside recently in July filed an appeal asking the Ninth Circuit Federal Court of Appeals to reverse the decision. The NCIA, who hosts the program on the network, the Marijuana Industry Group, and the Cannabis Trade Information all filed briefs on the case in support of Harborside. So... What can you tell me about this case? Obviously, it's just very important as to what it could do to change direction for for businesses and clients like yours. Uh, what would this do if there was an appeal that was overturned and Harborside was counted in favor? What would this do to Section 280E? What would it do for businesses like the clients you work with? Well, I mean, for any cannabis-touching company who is affected negatively by 280E, it would be incredible news if if they did deem that 280E was unconstitutional under the 16th Amendment, because which states that you have to pay taxes on your income. And under 280E, you, you're not allowed to deduct your operating expenses. So in essence, you're paying tax on a much higher amount of income because you don't get to deduct those expenses. So some companies are paying as high as 70, 80% tax rates. Some companies are losing money and they're still having to pay taxes. So for, you know, that's a huge tax burden and it's really not fair and it's really not constitutional. So if they had removed 280E, then it would be a huge gain for the industry uh, all over the board. And I think it would put everyone in the cannabis industry on essentially an even playing field with all other businesses. Um, what can you tell so, me in particular is that is, is the issue that, um, uh, is there, when you had, how often does this issue come across and what have you been able to do to kind of work around? Is there, are there any workarounds? Is there anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. That's what I was hoping you'd ask. So, 
Uh, well, first on Harbor side, from what I've read and seen on the case, they're not going to rule on it till late next year. And there's a good chance that it won't be ruled um, in favor of Harbor side. The feds usually rule with the feds. They say usually something like this would get changed in a Congress and through Congress, usually through lobbying. So that's something we'd have to hope for, but we'll, we'll see what happens with this case. In the meantime, 280E obviously continues to be a problem for all touch um, plant touching companies. Um, but there are a few different methodologies that can be used to minimize or potentially eliminate um, the burden of 280E. Um, one of the first things I would say is if you have a flower touching company, but you are considered a producer, but not a reseller, there are some things you can do. Um, a reseller's means you're essentially just reselling cannabis. You don't really alter the product in any way. However, if you are doing some type of production, which some of my clients do, um, where you're either creating liquids or um, concentrates or, um, you know, products like that, then you're a producer. What that means is you can take um, certain normal expenses that wouldn't be deducted, such as labor, insurance, rent, and take a portion of those and apply those to cost of sales because those those are certain costs that are going into production. So if under what's known as full absorption cost accounting, you can take a portion of those costs and move, move them into cost of sales and they go from not being deductible to being deductible. So we've been able to help our clients by doing that in some instances. Another methodology would be to take your company and actually split it into two separate legal entities. The first one is the cannabis touching company that can't deduct the two ADE expenses. And then the second one might provide services that are legal under federal law, such as selling ancillary products, providing care services, <coughs> managing or owning the building that houses the cannabis where, and then in that case, you can deduct those expenses under 280E. Um, now, a third methodology that really has started getting a lot of momentum, which we have actually recently applied to a couple of our clients, and we've been able to save them hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes, is something you might not hear too much about, but it's gaining momentum. And this is what falls under a tax code called 471C. 471C was a tax law code that was added um, when the tax law changes were, were made for tax year 2018. This tax code states that if a company is not provide is not required to provide um, applicable gap-based financial statements to any lender or any state authority, then they have the ability to prepare financial statements based on their own internal method of accounting that they choose to use. And that means that if they have an internal method that they're using, they can actually prepare their tax returns in that same manner. So in a certain scenario, say if a cannabis company decides that they want to treat on their internal method of accounting, um, all, their, all their operating expenses as cost of goods sold, whether that's not really accurate or not, but if that's how they want to treat it, then as long as they treat it that way on their internal method of accounting, they can do the same for their tax return. So we've actually had clients where we treated many expenses that are normally operating expenses that wouldn't be deductible as deductible costs of goods sold. And we've been able to save them lots of money that way. And as long as you keep your internal records in that same manner and you don't have to provide, you know, um, GAP, which is generally accepted accounting procedures, based financials to any lending authorities or anyone else, then that actually can be deemed acceptable. 
now the IRS is already planning on challenging companies that are doing this. And so we're not sure how open and shut this is going to be. And they've, we've already heard be prepared for the IRS to challenge these cannabis companies. But we do believe that the tax code is on the side of the cannabis companies based on how these, how these, um, tax code 471c was written now i'll tell so, you i want to just pick a point listeners should be taking notes here because those three points are, are fat and obviously you know this kind of consulting you would charge for this kind of extra consulting because there's a lot of good information in all of this and i want to take us into a further into the what the federal level what the government is actually doing right now and where honestly the we have uh, an election coming up in several months as we record the program and i want to take us into that now Without we're trying to keep this show as apolitical as possible, I just want to bring up what's actually been reported. MJ Biz Daily talks about the fact of how the uh, so the former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, Senator Kamala Harris, their platform is proposing decriminalization, uh, nothing more than just decriminalization. MJ Biz Daily talks about that the banking problem must be addressed. That decriminalization isn't enough; it wouldn't address the lack of banking services. Now, in the story, they say that. Again, federal regulations prohibit banks from knowing and engaging in transactions that involve unlawful activity, including the sale of illegal drugs. Let's move along. The federal government has tried to remedy this disconnect by with the Obama administration's Coleman Memorandum. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which was subsequently rolled back by the Trump administration under Attorney General Jeff Sessions. As long as the industry's access to banking depends on the whims of the latest administration, banks will understandably stay away as well investors. So now it also be an important first step uh, towards ca- tax code reform, moving a cannabis away from Section 280 regulations as created on the part of the war on drugs. These changes in turn would allow the cannabis industry to fully to participate in the U.S. economy, contributing even more jobs, tax revenue, and social equity opportunities. So what I want to ask is, uh, I mean, do you see anything? We went on the Safe Banking Act passed the House. We never heard anything else going to the Senate, any any further progress from that. We know the credit unions are trying to work in to go ahead and offer banking services. Uh, so with that, is there any... Are you awaiting anything else that could come up from the federal government to help assist? And when you're talking about a cash, cash mostly operation, are there things that you try to do in terms of helping out from a financial end and where they could be investing money so that it could be held, you know, just like anybody else has finances that they want to put into housing or real estate or into investments, index funds, things like that, just so they have that money somewhere. So if it can't be in a bank, can it be put into a brokerage account, things like that? Talk to me what other areas you can see that could help from a financial level and from a congressional level or a policy. Wow, that's a long question. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll start off with – as far as the election coming and do we expect anything to change in the tax laws um, or in the laws in general that would that would help 
cannabis companies. Obviously, decriminalization would help, but you, you're absolutely right. The there needs to be that banking, um, the the banking law issue would need to be passed, like you said, it died in the Senate. Um, the way we operate is we we we're not hoping or praying or planning that anything's going to change in the tax law that's going to help us. I mean, we certainly hope. Don't get me wrong there, but right. all we can do is work with what the um, current tax laws are and work with those because right now, whether whether or not um, they plan on decriminalizing um, cannabis or make, or removing the 280E components of, of it, um, right now, the IRS sees that there's money sitting out there that they can collect. And their job is they want to go collect money. There's already, like I said, there's studies been done where there's hundreds of millions of dollars are sitting out there in uncollected taxes from cannabis companies. So they plan on stepping up their enforcement. So yes, do we hope that the laws change where you can bank, you can put your money in banks, um, where you don't have 280E or criminalization? Yes, we do, but we're not, we can't hope for that. We have to, you know, work with what the current law is and use these, you know, and interpret the tax laws in ways maybe, you know, some could be more aggressive than others. We understand there's risk involved, but you have to work with what the tax law says. As far as what to do with cash, I mean, that, that that's always a big problem. I don't, I don't think it's ever a good idea to be sitting on a lot of cash because obviously it could be misappropriated. It can, you know, take in loss, not accounted for properly. So having it put in any type of other asset or investment could be a good idea, a better way to secure it and possibly get a better return on your money. The key thing with cash is you have to be able to account for it. So if companies are using cash to pay expenses, um, you have to make sure that that's either run through your accounting system or some type of cash register system, because if there's no record of that and cash obviously isn't hitting a bank account and not in a bank statement, then you know, the IRS isn't going to allow you to take any types of deductions if they if they can't have proof of it. And, you know, their whole job is to collect as much tax from you, whether it's fair or not. So you want to make sure you manage your cash properly and you want to, you know, make sure you're not sitting on too much cash or you're properly safeguarding it. And yeah, that's what I'd say. Now, I want to take more into that financial sector. Now, MJ Business Day also reported that in 2020, U.S. focused stocks have traded at a discount to Canada focused stocks despite showing faster revenue growth and higher margins mm-hmm. in a larger market with more legalization catalysts. So Section 280E, again, with the limiting of access, um, they're preventing prevents investment by many institutional investors and traditional consumer operating companies. If nothing changes, Canada, Canada arguably could trade at a higher valuation because cannabis is legal there, cannabis firms pay a normal tax rate. But if you expect yes. legalization to expand in the U.S., the resolution of the issues is precisely the reason for higher multiples in the U.S.-focused operators. Is this an obstacle that can be remedied? And what do you see about this? I mean, I guess, would... Trying to put money into cannabis, making me making it where um, some companies actually have, uh, I mean, like say if you put out like a shell company to a Canadian firm, like basic license to the Canada, and then put your money there. Could you do that? Um, so here, here's a here's what I would 
say to respond to that. Um, the U.S. cannabis stocks, I think there was a lot of overexcitement and people were putting a lot of money into it. And then kind of what happened was in the last year or so, a lot of these stocks crashed. Yeah. Like I've seen stocks that were trading for $3 a share down to now 15, 20 cents a share. Yeah. Um, so I think what happened was it went from the point where it was a growth sector to more of a mature sector that people were realizing that you know, the financial results were not supporting the valuations. And then there's usually an overreaction in the market. And that's what caused there to be a crash. Now, I believe there's a lot of really good value in cannabis stocks in the U.S. I do believe in the long run, at some point, there will cannabis will be legal for federal purposes in the U.S. And I think there could be some really great um, values on stocks that would hopefully go up, you know, uh, uh, exceptional amount, you know, once these, um, you know, once these laws are changed. So we're fair. So it's fair with Canada. So but in the meantime, obviously, Canada pays normal taxes. It's not illegal there. And I think that does have a lot to do with a lot to do with why they're trading at higher multiples. Um, I'm not sure if that answers it, the question. I know you mentioned about putting money in a Canadian stock. Um, maybe that's a good idea to or do now. Or just find a way to get yourself into mm -hmm. a Canadian bank if you're able to go and just bank in Canada as opposed to the mm -hmm. U.S. Could you do that? Bank in Canada as opposed to the U.S. to because, get a bank account for a U.S. company? I don't right, know so if you, you can necessarily a, do that. Like a, um, okay. Mm -hmm. But I have, it's interesting though, because I have worked with U.S. companies and, and many of their investors have come from Canadian um, from Canadian um, cannabis investment companies because because of their laws there, you know, it's a lot easier to work with them. So I found that um, U.S. companies have been acquired by Canadian companies or they brought in investors from there. So if you have a, a U.S. company that's looking for investments um, Canada in the cannabis industry, um, looking at Canada might be a really good idea. There we go. That's exactly what I was looking for. Because I was just trying to okay. see. Because I'm, I'm just trying to, for me, uh, I'm not adept in all this, but I'm just saying, if it were me looking in this perspective, that's why I'm asking you just to try to figure out what, it's like, um, basically, I'm trying to act like a client here. Like, what is, mm -hmm. what are the options to go with? And that's exactly what I was looking for. And I appreciate yeah. you uh, giving uh, as best as you can, because there's no perfect answer, unfortunately. We're still waiting for regulations and changes to help, you know, le we're, le we're looking for leverage. We don't yeah. have some of that leverage yet. So, but uh, even though, nevertheless, that's the whole thing. For to have somebody else go and try to do this kind of research and go through this, this is why I keep talking about, you know, listen, it's fine if you feel like you have the ability to go ahead and work on this on your own. But if you have somebody that is professional with a lot of experience and understands this, and also, when I look at accountants, I also have realized just because a cannabis radio is, in essence, it's not a, you know some major large corporation, we're still in essence a small business. So there's a lot of advantages from having accounting as part of our framework. And we've had many accountants throughout our business time in the 15 years mm -hmm. I've been working for the company. And there's some of the things that I'm sure some, people, some of our listeners don't realize accountants can do. Again, we labeled all the litany of things that you're able to do in terms of services. I want to focus mm -hmm. on that, and I want to focus on compliance. Great. After a short break, our last segment with Jason Brown, founder and CEO of Foresight Financial CPA. We'll be back with Jason and final questions after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Empire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, 
and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with final questions with Jason Brown, founder and CEO of Foresight Financial CPA. Again, website is F-O-R-E-S-I-G-H-T-C-P-A-S, plural, dot com. Make sure to take a look and we'll talk about the website in just a moment. So another article from MJ Biz Daily, because they just obviously they just put out a lot of good information in this article. Uh, sure. this mm-hmm. So many states, quote, with legalized medical or recreational cannabis require license holders to report product movement using a chosen reporting system. Uh, metric is very popular, BioTrack THC, Leafs Data Systems. We've actually had all those. Uh, we haven't had that metric, but we've had metric-supported uh, uh, platforms. Many of the people, BioTrack, Leaf Data, we've had on the network. So regardless sure, of whether a state... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, regardless of whether a state has a mandated reporting system, licensed operators are obligated to maintain detailed records. Because of this, cannabis operators look for technology to help. While companies do not have a choice in the reporting system that the state requires, they do have a choice in the software used to internally to track, manage, and account for cannabis products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have internal tracking software systems that should be capable of not only helping operators achieve compliance, but also operate a healthy, profitable, scalable business. So when you talk to listeners that might be on the fence, you know, do they want to go ahead and try to find a platform? You know, I mean, it's, it's just like anybody else looking for tax preparation. Oh, I could use a TurboTax. I could just work with that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need anybody else. But honestly, talking about what it is that makes the difference, why Foresight would be an account, what we affirmed that would definitely be a fit for a company, what would be the, uh, the pitch to them? Okay, so I mean, specifically um, in the cannabis sector, um, as you can see, when we briefly discussed 280E, we do have extensive knowledge of these tax issues that companies 
can face. And, um, you know, we've taken over the taxes and accounting from other companies that have maybe just been normal accounting firms that have not been operating in the space. And what we have seen is just poor record keeping, the inability to um, they're properly, they're improperly taking deductions. And it's kind of like, a, uh, you know, just a ticking time bomb that if the IRS came in there, it would blow up and they would not be able to take any deductions and they could get hit with excessive fines and those types of things. So, um, you know, having a, a CPA firm like ours that specializes in cannabis is one of the main sectors that, that we work in. We understand these issues. We know how the accounting should be done. Um, we can have the company audit ready. Um, a big part of what we do is we offer, we're, we're a CPA firm that's been able to grow by getting into a niche known as um, CFO services. So um, accounting firm, um, small businesses don't necessarily have um, a need or the or the resources that pay for full-time CFO. So a firm like ours can come in, do um, use like a QuickBooks online and be have full access to the books at all times. We link their bank accounts, we link their credit cards. What we have is readily available financials that we provide every month. And that's really a big part of it because if you're ever gonna be audited, um, whether it's by the IRS or by a state agency, you wanna make sure that your records are live and up to date. Um, for companies that are looking to grow or raise money, we also do um, financial modeling for companies. So that's a big part of the CFO services. So we can go into a company and project their performance for one, three, five years. So we know how they're gonna grow their company, if they're gonna raise money, how much they wanna use, how much they need to raise, what are those user proceeds, how long is that money gonna last before they need to raise more money. So by us being having that niche, we're able to work with companies, give them readily available um, financial information, but not just not just past information, work with them in the future so they can properly plan whether they're raising money, whether they want to perhaps sell part of their company, whether they want to hit a certain um, revenue amount or EBITDA amount to hit certain multiples so they can sell their business at a certain amount, we can help them with that. So it's not just about compliance and taxes, it's also about financial planning that we've really been able to help cannabis and technology and other types of companies with. So that's why, um, you know, we recommend you work with us, whether you're a cannabis company or your tech or startup or another company that wants to not just make sure you're being compliant and minimizing your taxes, but so you're properly planning for your future growth. I don't normally do this, but again, I can attest and I can tell you that I have worked uh, internally with Jason on services just for myself. Uh, just working on the tax preparation and just saying attention to detail, attention to oversight. Because you. when you look at what you also and the companies that you specialize working with mm -hmm. when it comes to a customized tax accounting, CFO and consulting, doing, again, a, a litany of types of companies. We're talking about dispensaries, growers, tech companies, CBD and PEO companies. If you don't hear the word PEO too much, again, professional employer organization. So you're talking about when small and medium-sized businesses need help for HR, payroll, benefits, HR, tax administration, to have somebody there as the conduit to help communicate and make sure that, again, everything is in order. It's it's another level of compliance that's more, almost as more important than just making sure that your crops, or your, the harvests are being done correctly, the yields coming out correctly, and that it's being, uh, you know, you're doing enough work in order to managing extraction, everything. 
You need the same kind of detail in the funds that are coming in and out of the company and what needs to be reported to the IRS. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, you know, it's that saying, you don't plan to fail. People just, you know, fail to plan and it ends up biting them in the ass. So, you know, you really, like I said, you need to stay on top of your financial reporting. Be ready for the fact that there's a good chance that the IRS can come in and audit you. Like I said, they... They see that there's a lot of money left on the table and, you know, properly managing 280E, whether it's using 471C or different types of costing methods. You know, there are ways that you can, there are things you can do to to at least, you know, minimize the potential negative effects of an audit. Exactly. Now, uh, are, first of all, are you, based on the state of Florida, talk to me about the scope of what Foresight Financial is able to do in terms of uh, which areas, which markets you can go ahead and, and work with. Are you able to do further work with clients outside of the state of Florida? And mm. what you're able to offer our listeners if they're looking to go ahead and have a conversation with you and your team? Uh, no, excellent. I appreciate that. We've got, um, obviously, we are a South Florida-based company, so the majority of our clients are here. But we do have clients in California, Colorado, New York. Some of them are international clients in countries such as uh, Brazil, different places in Europe. Uh, basically, we can work with anyone anywhere. We can we can meet basically face-to-face um, through Zoom so we can see each other. Um, we could, uh, with technology, we can access your, your data, your files. And actually, when our most recent staff hiring, instead, because now that we're essentially a locationless office. We hired. We didn't want to. We didn't want to just hire the best person in South Florida. We wanted to hire the best person we could find. And the person we ended up hiring is in Houston, Texas. And it's been very seamless. We talked just like we did here. And so, um, basically, like I said, with technology, we can we can work with people anywhere. Um, California and Colorado are obviously big markets in cannabis, and that's those are reasons why we have clients there. Also, Washington. Date. Um, we have cannabis clients in Oklahoma. Has become a big market for cannabis that we have. We have clients in. So you don't have to be South Florida based to work with us. If you're a cannabis company in need of accounting and, and tax guidance, we can certainly help you no matter where you are in the U.S. Talking about peace of mind. Talking about when it comes to security and that everything's being done up to the books, and that you have somebody that's again a professional that understands this and really. For you to go ahead, because uh, this is where I always get this kind of thing all the time, is the fact of, you know, when you're a top-level executive, you got to ask yourself, you know, you got to be able to delegate what you're doing. To be able to go and take a business and just that you can go and, oh, I'll take care of the books, I'll take care of this, because you're trying to go and save as much money as you can. But this yeah. is something you just can't save money on. This is an investment you have to make. I, that's what I honestly feel, is that this is where, you know, it, you're putting so much money and so much importance into your business. Find a professional that will help you out with this. And if Jason and the folks at Foresight are the people for you, then I obviously I recommend. And like I said, I've had great experience with Jason. He's been great with, I've seen a lot of the clients he's worked with. I know who they are. And, you know, I've recommended Jason to a number of people myself. So on Blunt Business today, I'm offering a, a you know, you can say it's an endorsement, but I'm just saying I can at least attest that he's, you know, that Jason's worked really well with clients and businesses. He understands it and that if we've had kind of conversations like this he understands it his team understands it he's got a great team i've got to get to work with them just saying so again website is foresight f-o-r-e-s-i-g-h-t-c-p-a-s.com check the website out and uh, real quickly take uh, our listeners through 
where else they can go and learn more information? I know you have some news and information of a newsletter you've been putting out and some additional details, additional uh, information. Tell us about that and where else can people can find you, maybe on social media and sure. whatever else you think people should know. Sure. Well, yes, we do send out a, new, a newsletter um, to clients that we have on our mailing list. So anyone could come to our website and be added to that. And we send out a weekly newsletter that we talk about different tax topics. I do a, a one minute video or try to make it around one minute called the Foresight Minute, where we talk about um, just basically different tax tips on any different tax types of issues that any anyone may have. Um, you could find um, me under Jason Brown CPA on LinkedIn, and every day we're posting articles um, about tax and accounting issues. Many of them are cannabis related. Um, if you find our YouTube channel, you'll find our Foresight Minute on there. We're also on Instagram and we're on Twitter as well. So, um, you know, we try to have a good social media presence and um, you can contact us on our website or you can email me directly at jason at foresightcpas.com. So jason at F-O-R-E-S-I-G-H-T-C-P-A-S.com. And um, I'll certainly get back to you with any questions you have and we can set up a Zoom meeting just like we're talking right now and see if we can help you out. Jason Brown, again, founder, CEO of Foresight Financial CPA. Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Appreciate you taking time out. Hey, George, I really appreciate it so much. And it, we, it was great being on here. Thank you. I agree. Well, I know how much it. you charge, so how much an, an hour with you. <laughs> so to get that for our listeners is, is worth the time. All right. Well, thank awesome. you, folks. Uh, thank you for listening in. Thanks, Jason. And thank you, listeners, for listening to another edition of Blunt Business. Of course, find the show where you can. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. There's a litany of places to find it. It's easy. Just look for Bump Business. Please make your rate and review if you are subscribing through Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It really helps out the show. If you have any comments, questions, you want to recommend a guest to the program, Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. We'll talk to you next week. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.